this is Jenna. And this is Heather. And this is Conspiracies Unlocked. And today we're going to be talking about the book 1984 by George Orwell, Chapter 2, Part 7. But first we are going to recap what happened in Part 6. Take it away, Heather. So in Part 6, you might recall that Winston spoke with O'Brien and O'Brien was praising Winston on how eloquently he wrote his writings for the Times. He had written an article about news, Newspeak, and Winston was very humble saying that he was only an amateur. O'Brien also kind of referenced um, Smot... Stime? <laughs> I was going to say Smee. <laughs> like in, in um, um, Peter, Peter Pan. Pan. Yeah. I don't know why. But um, O'Brien kind of referenced Syme, who had been vaporized, saying that he, O'Brien, had recently talked to a friend of yours who was an expert on Newspeak. Um, referencing uh, Syme. But he said that, you know, the name had slipped his mind. O'Brien also gave Winston his address to his home, which was very curious because there's not a directory and no one... You're not supposed to be able to do that. You're not supposed to be able to. So he let him know that he would like Winston to come by and pick up the 10th edition of the Newspeak Dictionary, which was not yet available, but he had a copy Winston agreed, but he was left feeling very uneasy about the whole situation. Um, we ended the uh, part six with the quote of Winston, where it stated, "He had the sensation of sleeping into, oh, excuse me, he had the sensation of stepping into the dampness of a grave, and it was not much better because he had always known the grave was there and waiting for him." So, again, Winston is thinking about his death. Yeah, ominous. Very ominous. And that's where we left off. And now we're going to pick up at Chapter 2, Part 7. And we learn that Winston woke up crying, and Winston was about to tell Julia all about his dream, but instead he just kind of paused and thought to himself that it's just way too complex of a dream to even try to explain, which I can understand that. Like, I've had dreams that I try to explain and I can't do it because it's like, there's just so much. And then also, I feel like when I'm explaining a dream, it just, like, disappears. Yeah, as soon as you start uh, the recollection of your dream, you just forget it all. Yeah, it's so weird and it's not fair. Like, at all. It's, like, right there. It's, like, on the tip of your tongue, but it's on the tip of your brain, and you just can't even put it into words. And then also, you know that, like, I always wish that there was a machine, and probably other people have thought this, too, where when you're sleeping, you could be hooked up to it, and it would, like, record your dream like a movie, and you can watch it back. I'm waiting for the day. That would be, like, really scary, because... Um, you probably have, I think that you have like a thousand dreams a night or, you know, you have a lot because I've fallen asleep before just during like snooze button. So like five minutes yeah. and had a full on like movie. Yeah. Movie dream yeah. that, w- that would have taken place in like a three hour span that happened in five minutes. That's how fast our brain like goes. Yeah. I think it's just So seconds. I think that it's always, um, that you're always, if you dream, you're always dreaming but you only remember the last dream that you had. Yeah, probably. Unless it's just on repeat, your dream over and over and over. <laughs> I have had dreams or like that. Or the last little bit of your dream, maybe. 
I have, I've had some really weird dreams. I've had a dream before where, um, can you read in your dreams? You're not supposed to be able to, but I think that you can read, like, enter, do not enter. I think that you can read, like, um, like, sight word type things, like, one thing. But you can't, like, pick up a book and just, like, read it because your mind doesn't work that fast. Mm-hmm. So I had a dream once. I remember I was 17, and I had a dream that someone gave me a letter, and I tried to read it in my dream, and I could not read it. So I put it in my pocket in my dream and said, when I wake up, I'll read it. But then, of course, when I woke up, and the first thing my brain did was, like, go to my my hand to yeah. my hip. Like, I remembered, and I was like, oh, yeah. In that second, I remembered you can't take things from your dream to right? reality. No, that doesn't work. That's funny. So that was weird. Anyways, so um, he had said that it had, he, he used a metaphor and said it had all occurred inside the glass paperweight, but the surface of the glass was the dome of the sky and inside the dome everything was flooded with clear soft light in which one could see into interminable distances that's pretty deep yeah it, it always I goes back even... to the paperweight so many yeah. times remember it's like a symbol of like himself or something he sees himself in it he always goes back to it it's really weird and yeah remember in the i forget which part it was before but he had referenced the paperweight again um as a, also as a metaphor saying that like uh the flower in this in the center was like julia yeah and, his love. and now it's it's evolving it's into, into this this world dream I guess. world yeah and so then um so he's thinking about his metaphor i guess and then he says to julia you know until this m- moment i believed i'd murdered my mother because remember a few um when Which, he first which, you know what I just thought about right now? What? He also was going to use that paperweight to murder Julia. Oh. And then he's had that No, dream. he wasn't. Was he? I thought it was a cobblestone. Oh, I guess it was a cobblestone. Yeah, it was a cobblestone. Oh, Because he mind. had to leave the paperweight at the place. Yeah. But it was, it was all in the same. I was yeah. just thinking so much of this Yeah, the you're like trying to be like, George Orwell is doing something in here. Like trying to like <laughs> connect the pieces, you know? Um, sorry. So, sorry, sorry, sorry. Remember his last dream that he was, a few chapters ago, we had talked about his last dream, and that's when we found out what happened to his family, and he had a dream that his mother, his father, and his baby sister were in a sinking ship. Oh, yeah. And they were looking up to him to be like, it's okay, we have to die so you can continue moving forward. Well, this dream kind of uh, changes all of that. Because we find out, or he has, well, I guess he finds out, too, he has a self-realization, that his father actually disappeared quite some time before his mother and baby sister. And his mother and baby sister disappeared around the time that he was 10 or 12. He, he remembered better the rackety, uneasy circumstances of the time, the periodical panics about air raids and the sheltering in tube stations the piles of rubble everywhere the unintelligible proclamations posted at the street corners the gangs of youths in shirts all the same color the enormous queues outside the bakeries the intermittent machine gun fire in the distance above all the fact that there was never enough to eat so could you imagine being 10 or 12 years old, your dad disappearing, and then you're just like there with your mom and baby sister who is like maybe one, two, and 
like be living like that like in a war zone like i know that people are living like that too nowadays you hear about it in other countries we're so mm -hmm. fortunate to be in a country here where we have enough to eat where there we have all this like fortune pretty much we have good fortune you know yeah, it is really sad because, like in you third said, world like, countries. it is happening, especially, like, right now, we're, we have the Russian-Ukraine war going on, and that's a big thing. There's a lot of kids that are being displaced and families that are being displaced because of that war right now, and, I mean, it kind of is depicting what they're, what is saying in this, in this little chapter yeah. here that you read, that paragraph, that's About exactly what is happening there right crazy. now in our current times, so yeah. it's really sad and really scary. You know what's crazy? My, um, my grandma lived through that. In, oh, wow. Um, because she lived, I'm not sure exactly where she lived, but it was when somebody was bombing London, and because they're from England, Scotland, over that way. When my grandma was a little girl, she would have to... They would turn off all their lights. They would get, like, a siren to turn off all their lights. Oh, yeah. So when the planes went they over, hide. they didn't... They wouldn't bomb them because the planes were trying to get to, like, the big city. Mm -hmm. And she didn't live in, like, the big city. She lived, like, on in the country or whatever. And so they would turn... They would get, like, sirens or whatever. They'd have to turn off all their lights and then just hope that they didn't get bombed. Just kind of hunker down and wait yeah. for them to pass. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's really scary. And I would imagine that would probably have been World War One, Two. World War Two. Okay. Yeah. 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 It would have to be World War Two. So That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, that just, like, my, mo my grandma had to deal with that. That's so crazy. And that's crazy that it's, well, always, so, some countries will always be dealing with that, I think. Yeah, there's all, sadly, there's always going to be some kind of war going on somewhere in the world. I don't think war is ever going to end. Yeah, they're supposed to, like, world peace, but, like, it's not. I mean, of course we want that, but I just yeah, don't see it, just, it happening with just too the many way people, humans are. Yeah, they're <laughs> selfish, they're greedy, and they all want power, control, and everything. And there's just no way that anyone is is going to let that up. No. Yeah. And then another thing that I was reading on here, too, that I thought... I was going to ask you, what is an oil cake? Because it said that sometimes that they would split a few fragments of oil cake, like as food, like the food. So I'm like, is that like like oil you put in your car or like vegetable oil cake or something? Like, you know, like I'm some kind of sure. cake made with... Yeah. Well, it just sounds like really gross. Yeah, I'm not really sure what that is, but I would imagine almost like... Um, I saw a documentary on a third world country and they would eat like mud pies just to fill their stomachs, even though it was just dirt. Oh, but so there's, but there I are. I doubt it's oil, but it could very well be like vegetable oil or something probably like that. Probably some kind of, yeah, Con yeah, so weird. But, um, yeah, I saw that and I highlighted it cause I wanted, I was like fragments of oil cake. Like yeah. that's pretty desperate if that's all you have is like. What, maybe you have oil and flour and maybe an egg and you bake it? I don't know what the recipe I, would be, but yeah, it's, like, I probably know. really few ingredients. No, because they, they, they would be, like, digging through trash just trying to get scraps of stale bread crust and just anything that they could find, you know? Like, I just yeah. think of, like, Aladdin, the movie Aladdin, when the little kids are, like, digging through the trash and then Aladdin and Abu give them mm -hmm. the little or piece of bread. Do you remember in Hunger Games when he throws the burnt bread at um, Katniss? No. Before she's like in the games. I don't him? really remember. Yeah, it was like because he was like the baker, 
And uh. then she was, like, I don't know, she, like, would, they would, people would, like, wait out for, like, scraps, I guess, you yeah. know? Because yeah. they didn't have a lot of food. And I remember he burnt the bread, and he was going to, like, throw it outside because it was burnt. He couldn't sell it or use it. And then it was, like, raining, and she, like, got the bread and... And then to go give to her little sister. And yeah, and then and they ended yeah. up, like, in the Hunger Games, like, fighting together. And oh, everything. my gosh. But yeah. Yeah. So that's what well, I thought of, too. Anyways, um, the mom was just super sad, depressed, hopeless. She would just, like, mm-hmm. like just mull away, cooking, cleaning, doing what she had to do. But, like... Just getting through it. Just like, getting through it. Doing the emotions. Yeah. Yes, autopilot. Mm-hmm. And then um, she would sleep a lot and just depressed. And she just spiritless is what it says. Completely spiritless. And she would, like, focus, like, most of her time also taking care of her daughter because the daughter was, like, two or three years old and because the daughter was so sick. Yeah. And, like, sickly and almost dying. But we don't know from what. And it could just be straight-up starvation. Who knows? I was thinking starvation, but I don't know. But then it was really sad. I highlighted this part where um, it describes her relationship with Winston. And it says that very occasionally she would take Winston in her arms and press him against her for a long time without saying anything. So she would, yeah. like, embrace him and give him a hug. But it was, like, occasionally. like she. But the little girl was, like, always, always in on her, her arms. And then, but I, like, you know when you're having a bad day or you hear about school shooting, stuff like that, and you go and take your kids and you just, like, hold on to them. Yeah. Just, like, oh, I feel like, I, I felt like that, that that's what she was doing, just being, like, I love you, and this sucks, and, you know. It just seems like she didn't really have a lot left for him, like, emotionally, because, you know, she lost her husband, and then she has to take care of these kids in a time where, obviously, there's not no way to really take care of them properly, yeah. and it's not her fault. That's just the circumstances is, of the it times. Is what it is, yeah. And then the daughter is sickly dying for whatever reason, and then Winston's just kind of there. Yeah. And, I mean, you know. Yeah. So she just puts all of her energy into the little girl. So he, um, uh, above all of everything, he remembers the continuous hunger and the fierce, sordid battles at mealtimes. And he even threw temper tantrums to be like, I'm a boy, I need more food. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what a fucking douchebox. Yeah, I mean, it was really, like, eye-opening. I wrote on here, oh my god, get a grip, Winston, because of the way that he behaved. Yeah, he was just being fucking rude and just, like, I don't know, selfish as fuck. And he's he's done weird, weird he, he's been a douchebag before where I'm like, I thought you were the good guy, remember? Like, and that was in the beginning of the book. So he does have these, like, weird douchebag moments. But he, um, but the... What were you going to say? I was going to say, like, I was just, like, thinking, you know, the thing is, is he was, like, what, 10 or 12 years old, between 10 and 12 years old. He's old enough, Mm -hmm. and I feel like kids probably in this time, like, they probably grew up even faster because of, like, the way that the world was. Like, they were growing, like, he's probably 10 or 12, but he's, like, 15, 16 mentally. Yeah, yeah. He should know why there's not much food. Yeah, I think so, Like, too. why is he harassing his mother? Who's and, obviously sad, helpless, hopeless, like, just sad. Like, and, he's nagging her over and over again and whining and demanding. Yeah, and it's like, even Max, my six-year-old, like, 
he's like, I don't get why, I don't understand why did they get two cars and I only get one or, you know, whatever. And he understands, I was like, because this or whatever, and he gets it. So why isn't this 10, 12-year-old giving his mom a break, you know? I mean, I underlined that it said he would cry out with rage when she stopped ladling. He would try to wrench the saucepan and spoon out of her hands. He would grab bits from his sister's plate. That is so fucked up. This is his dying sister, and he's, like, taking food off of her plate. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay, Winston, get a grip. Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you're not the only one starving here. Yeah, that's crazy. And so, um, then one day they decided to start rationing chocolate. And they were able to get a two-ounce slab of chocolate... To go between all of them, which I think a regular chocolate bar that we get, like a Hershey bar, is like probably like six ounces or so. Yeah, um, a two ounces is not a lot because you lot. at um at Valentine's Day you see the pound chocolates. Mm, yeah, the sixteen ounce. So that's sixteen ounces. Yeah, and a normal one is about a quarter of that or maybe an eighth of that. So two ounces is like pretty. It's like maybe like three squares yeah, of a Hershey bar. You know. And so, he's, he throws his fit again because there's two ounces split between three of them. Throwing fit, throwing fit, throwing fit. And uh, mom ends up giving him three quarters of the chocolate bar. But you know what? He knows he's going to get more because she always gives him more than his fair share. Yeah. And she he, always does. She's, she's even giving more than his fair share, more than her share. Because if, if anything, he should have gotten two thirds and the yeah. sister should have gotten a third. And instead, the sister gets a quarter. And what does this little freaking brat do? Steals candy from a baby. Literally rips it out of his sister's hand. Runs away out the door. Like, what a little shit. What yeah. are you doing, Winston? Like, oh, my gosh. So he And then he's, like, walking around the city for, like, a few hours. He gets hungry and decides to go home. And guess what? Mom and baby sister are gone. See you later. But there's nothing else missing. Just them. Yeah. And so they just, like, disappeared, vanished, vaporized. Um, but even, like, now, he has no idea if they're actually dead. Because the mom might have been taken to a forced labor camp. She could be there right now in the story. Yeah. And the sister may have gone to a reclamation re, reclamation center. Reclamation center for hopeless hopeless. Well, she probably was hopeless, but homeless kids. She was very hopeless. She was dying. Yeah. So she might have gone to like pretty much like a homeless shelter for kids, like an orphanage. Yeah. Or to a labor camp with the mom. Or just simply left somewhere to die. My think. What I, the fuck? How I think bleak is on that? that is I think they probably took her to the orphanage and the mom to the labor camp. Yeah. I don't think they would have taken her. They wouldn't have let mom but, take her because the mom would be no use to them if she has this kid that's dying. Yeah, that's true. But they. Yeah, no, you're right. And but I, I was gonna say because the baby's still on the boob, like yeah. breast milk, but. But if yeah, well, but, but it's a mom even producing any milk if she doesn't have enough not nutrition. She has no food. She's literally giving everything to her kids. Like, yeah. So he, um, so he's trying to tell Julia. This is this is a douchebag part in Julia's move, though. Oh, Julia's <laughs> so funny. Julia oh doesn't give a fuck. She doesn't. She I, just doesn't give a fuck. She's just such a fucking bitch. I wrote that she's uninterested. Uninterested in anything other than sex herself. 
Yeah. yeah. Her own pleasure. needs. Her own pleasurable needs. So he's trying to tell his, his, Julia about how his mom died. And she just said, I expect you were a beastly little swine in those days. And he's like, no, wait, that's not what I freaking, I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you this. And then he looks over and she's back asleep. Yeah, she's like, all children are swine. Yeah, like, what the, what the fuck? I mean, he really was a beastly little swine. Well, yeah, he was, but still, that's not the takeaway. That's her takeaway? I know. Like, but there's more to the story, and, you know, and, um, (laughs) so Winston was looking back and was like, he was thinking about how just two generations ago, am I skipping anything? No. Okay. He was looking back about how two generations ago, they didn't, um, they didn't alter the history. No one was vanished. They were governed by private loyalties and individual relationships mattered. Mm -hmm. And now it's like you have, so it's almost like how we're living now. And now you had to align with Big Brother. You had to be a part of a party to be anything. And then he thought about it and he's like, fuck, the proles are still living like normal people like yeah. they were able to they're have the relationships free. they're the most free they're free they don't have telescreens everywhere they're able to like do things and the pearls had stayed human mm-hmm. and winston tells julia that and i almost feel like that's like now politicians versus like regular people it's like the politicians live in their own little world and that's essentially what the party is yeah it is yeah and it's like they live in it's this this not world. reality like, a politician could never come out here and like hang out with us without being pretty much vaporized through the media social media i mean fuck you like if a politician even gets a stripper it's like oh my god you know what I mean? Are you comparing us to strippers? No, I'm just saying. No, the book. The book. Oh. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, if they go to a bachelor party or something and there's a stripper, it's oh, like, yeah. it'll be all over the news. And it'll be like, oh, my God, don't ever vote for him or don't ever do this. or Yeah. Which, I'm sorry, but, like, girl or boy, like, I like my thunder from down under the when I go is, to Vegas. Is when it com- <laughs> yeah, when it comes to politicians, I don't care about their private life. No, I just want them to... I really don't. To like, help us, yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather them be a normal person like us. Yeah. And then they could, like, help us. <laughs> exactly. As long as they're, like, doing positive things for... The people that they're representing. But they all live in this little bubble, just like Winston, Julia, and the party does. Mm-hmm. It's it's exactly the same, except their politicians are much greater. They have, a, like, it's like half the country, I'm sure. Or, like, you know, a good majority of the country is the party, and the party can't even... There's no middle class there. Yeah, no. There's yeah. poor or the party. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. There's nothing that's in between. Yeah. And it's almost like that's how it kind of is going towards i feel like i feel like the the middle class is slowly declining in america yeah for sure mm-hmm. there there's gonna be a major separation and or next... rapidly depending on how, how you're looking at that yeah i'm hoping <laughs> that it's not gonna be rapid i don't want to go away in my in my life yeah, no. <laughs> i like the middle class i think i am middle class i i'm definitely in I middle think I'm class i'm on the lower middle class I'm right in, i don't I'm, know i think i'm definitely in middle class tax but like I mean, we're we're mid- we're, we're striving we're, for uh, we're, <laughs> we're high class taxed and low class living. <laughs> I swear to God, we are. Uh, uh, anyways, 
So Winston um, tells Jay, I have it as W and J on my notes, so I don't have to write out their whole name. Oh, names. Jay, yeah. Oh, we Julia. can call Jay, Julia. Yeah, Julia, that they need to stop seeing each other. Um, so, because Julia could live for another 50 years, and um, it's almost like Winston is, like, becoming human again and feeling mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, there is life past this, and you could go on and do things. Um, and they were talking about how the party can't um, really control their feelings, but eventually they're going to inevitably rat on each other and confess everything because the party will torture them until they tell on each other. And no matter what, even if they get caught and Winston doesn't rat on her, she'll get shot. If he does rat on her, she'll get shot. No matter what, at the end of the day, Julia's going to fucking be vaporized. And but they said that they would never stop loving each other. Yeah. That they couldn't um they couldn't take away their feelings. And the telescreens never mastered reading people's thoughts. Mm-hmm. But what I have here is what about thought crimes? Mm. I mean, yeah, they can the no, they can definitely detect you from your thoughts with the thought crimes, but I don't think the telescreens can do that. It's gotta be something. No, what, what is I it? what I think is like the um the T V show Lie to Me. I think that by making subtle movements like eyes and twitches and weird things that the telescreen is picking up on all those. and cues, non-verbal cues. Yeah, and then they are being reported to the police or whatever, and then the police look into it, and then that's how they get them, you know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, it makes sense that, that they would use nonverbal cues because can they literally read their mind? No, they're saying that they yeah, haven't they mastered that yet. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But then it also goes on to say that if they could make me stop loving you, that would be the real betrayal. Yeah. And then she was like, well, they can't do that, you know. And then it went on to say, like, um, Winston went on to say no. That's not quite true. They can't get inside you. If you can feel that staying human is worthwhile, even when it can't have any result whatsoever, you've beaten them. So they're just trying to, like, figure out how they can beat the party, even though they know they're going to rat each other out. It's like... They know that they're fucked, but we can beat them. Somehow, maybe. And then what um, I wanted to say also was that um, when we were talking about... Um, just the difference between the party and the proles and how mm-hmm. the proles still had human connections and everything. Yeah. Um, Winston said, the proles are human beings. We are not human. Oh, Which is crazy yeah. because she, he's just like, dude, we don't even have that because of how... Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can't... How controlled they are. They, they're they not allowed to have any emotions. Where the proles can, they're still, like, living their free life. Mm-hmm. To an extent, I mean... Um, but yeah. they but they can go into stores and they can do all these things that the party members can't do. Um, so then um, they go on to talk about how the, everything that goes on in the Ministry of Love is mm. kept a secret. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's really weird. And they 
are guessing that it's tortures, drugs, delicate instruments that registered your nervous reactions, gradual wearing down by sleeplessness and solitude and persistent questioning. Just to break you so down. So they could break them down and get whatever information you had. And then at that point, it's like, would it even be factual or honest? Or you're just saying what you think they want to hear because you're done being tortured. Yeah. So how true is it, you know? Yeah. And then the last part that I have here, um, it's the last part of the chapter. And it says, but if the object was was not to stay alive, but to stay human, what difference did it ultimately make? They could not alter your feelings. For them, for that that matter, you could not alter them yourself, even if you wanted to. They could lay bare in the utmost detail everything you had done or said or thought. But the inner heart, whose workings were mysterious even to yourself, remained impregnable. Wow. So, <laughs> like, deep. it's, yeah. yeah, like, you know, like, that thing, like, you don't choose who you love and mm-hmm. you don't choose, like, it's it really is, like... That's what he's saying is, like, you can't control your feelings. Like, and, and as much as you try, like, if you like, so, if you love somebody and as much as you try to, like, be like, no, we can't be together. No, we can't do this. It's like, that feeling will always be there. Yeah, I think even if um, they were to end their relationship or if it was that they um, they had to because they got caught, they would still love each other, um, but they would just, I guess, die loving each other i don't know yeah yeah i mean mean, really so it's just it's not a matter of if they get caught it's a matter of when yeah how long do they really have Mm -hmm. a couple weeks days months years and you know one thing that struck me is maybe i'm just like kind of dumb and i don't remember this but if they're trying to extract all of this information out of people before they're vaporized why don't they go to the Ministry of Truth, where it's like the truth, right? Why do they go to the Ministry of Love? Because I don't know. It's weird. Because I think the Ministry of Love t- deals with all the emotions in general. And they can't call it the Ministry of Hate. I mean, because in the Ministry of Love, they use torture, drugs, <sighs> uh, delicate instruments. I don't know. What, I was like, trying to think, where was the porn second happening or whatever? Wasn't that in the Ministry of Love or was that in the Ministry of Records? I think that was in the Ministry of Records because that's where all the videotaping and stuff happens. Which is the Ministry of Truth, right? I don't fucking know. We'd have to go back, (laughs) but like, why is it Ministry of Love? I don't know. That's just confused. That was just my little like, yeah, why wouldn't it be? Am I missing something? Why wouldn't it be Ministry of Truth? Truth is like the records department where they change and alter the truth, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think it all just works together, maybe. Maybe I'll try to figure it out and I'll put it, we'll put it in the recap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's that's the end of that, and come back next Monday and we will go over Chapter 2, Part 8. And don't forget to... Share, like, subscribe, and follow. And thank you for everyone who has been following us so I know. rapidly on... All of our social media out uh, platforms, especially on Facebook. Yeah, we've had a big boom on Facebook, and I'm super happy. And We got a pretty big little boost there. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, I love that. Thank you guys so much, and we will see, we will talk to you. You will hear from us. 
in, uh, in three days. In three days, Thursday. Okay. Bye. See ya. Bye.